When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We've got nearly a full house tonight, but it's the second episode of the new season of the Premier Non-League Podcast. The Premier Non-League Podcast. Chris, you've decided to stop playing cricket and actually come to watch a proper game of uh, sport. Welcome mm. back. Thank you very much. <laughs> you've been up. Uh, I don't play. I have to ferry children about. Um, yeah. Get children warm. Um, and it's just one of the, it's, it's a sport where it, it's a longer game than football, so it goes on a bit. Yeah. So it's good to be back. But it's uh, you haven't exactly had the weather that cricket normally brings with it. Cause it's been an awful summer of weather. I don't know what it's been up north, but down south it's definitely been. It's been um, fits and starts really. We've had some good spells and some difficult spells. Um, on the whole, not too bad. But there have been some games um, which aren't going to get played. It's just one of those things. It's the Great British summer. I'd rather have that than than what we had last summer, which was a complete truncated season, which was a waste of time. So. Nice to get some sort of normality and therefore nice to be back here to talk about football. That's nice. It's good, isn't it? And uh, uh, and I'm sure you're happy to be back because from what I understand is uh, South Shields are kind of uh, bossing the league at the moment. <laughs> well, yes and no. Yeah, top of the league on goal scored, but it's, uh, it's already apparent that it's going to be same as usual. Teams beating each other in the case of who holds their nerve and, and doesn't drop as many points as the other so um it's it's fine at the moment we've we dropped points against fc united we got a point out of that game but it was a, a game where you think well fc are going to be right up there um and then they go and get beat in the next game it's wacky it's a mental league it, it, it's proven to be exactly the same so we're happy to be top no doubt yeah. about that yeah, I wish we could say the same, but we'll touch on uh, Worthing a little bit later. Um, <laughs> but for for the um, first time, obviously, Johnny, even though he still sits there from his American mansion slagging off uh, Worthing on Facebook about losing, um, he's off busy watching some major league rubbish somewhere. But we've got his replacement finally, due to technical issues last time. Gareth Spinks is joining us now for the Premier Non League podcast. Uh, Gareth, how are you doing, mate? Good to uh, finally have you with us. Yeah, it's good to be here. Um, it's taken some time, stealing some Wi-Fi, but we're getting there. So uh, it's, it's good to hear. I know. Um, I know. Before, obviously, Trevor joined us. Before I met Trevor with Pete, and uh, before this all got off, I know you were talking about doing some sort of non-league podcast with Trevor. All those, or well, I say, all those years ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. Probably a couple of seasons ago. But um, you're finally on one, and hopefully, uh, you can help us build it to even higher climbs. Um, but just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, for obviously the listeners that don't know you. Yeah, so I, I live down in Worthing. Well, just outside Worthing now, but from Worthing, live in Worthing. Um, started watching the real grassroots of non-league when I was five years old. Go with my dad, watching him play football. Grew up with the smells of deep heat in the changing room and, <laughs> and orange quarters uh, at halftime. Um, my dad, I went with him every Saturday, Um after after I then got a bit older, my dad started coaching. Got a bit old, started starting to the coaching. Went and helped him with a little bit of that. Not a great footballer myself, but was okay enough to help some like help six, seven, eight, nine year olds progress a little bit. And then I got into sort of my teenage years. And my first so my first Worthing game I think was two thousand and two, two thousand and three. Um, you had the likes of like Sam Francis, Ben Carrington, like some proper old school Worthing legends um, were playing the side. Um, yeah, that's it really. I mean, then I met Trevor in 2012 and we travelled the length and breadth of the, the South Coast and 
he goes on a few other ones a bit further away that I can't commit to. But Dover on a Tuesday night was a pretty daunting one. Um, <laughs> had to get back for work at seven o'clock the next morning. Um, but yeah, travel all around, so watch Worthing, watch a lot of sort of like county league uh, in Sussex, try and get over to the Wessex if we can. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's it, really. That's me. So, Gareth, we, we, we've heard a bit about you. We know, uh, I know you before I met you from uh, Trevor's last season football car selfies, which he hasn't done this season, which I'm disappointed. I think he needs to start some sort of new kind of selfie. You've been in the front seat of his car with he was in his passenger seat. What what could we think could be a new selfie for Trevor on a match day? Something Burger random. selfie. Burger selfie, yeah. Burger selfie. What about burger selfie, Trevor? Yeah, but I don't always have a burger everywhere. I go. Oh, I oh food. What, food, food, <laughs> food huh? selfie. Food selfie. I said, cup of tea like, normally you have a burger. I'll start, I'll start having a pint selfie. <laughs> Pete, Pete that would be every day of the week for you then, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Cheers. Um, so, yeah, it's great to have you on board, mate. And uh, obviously add, add to the debate and the discussion of the PNLP this season. So, chaps, obviously we've touched on um, Chris's great start to season. Before we go into our own teams when Trevor was it before the last podcast we went to see the Arundel match or was that after I can't remember oh it was either it must it must have been either just before or just after yeah. wasn't it I think well if we haven't we'll touch on it again and if not you can fast forward it but we can uh, we, we went to uh, Arundel's ground a nice little ground down there which um, Trevor explained to me gets flooded pretty much every winter because it's right next to the riverbank so they uh, they can't raise funds to stop that pitch flooding but a nice little game but a poor poor team and you know you really even going from the steps that we're used to going down to that level at County League you can see the difference but then yesterday Arundel turned around and beat uh 5-0 a local rival so this season all things can change Trev Yeah a bit of a surprise that result wasn't it but yeah. um, they uh, looking at their team sheet yesterday they've got three or four different players from when we watched them on that opening day but um, they've got a very very young team apparently from someone I know that was at the game yesterday they came up against a very young Storrington team so obviously that extra bit of experience they got um, and getting goals in front you know put them uh, put them well on the way and First three points of the season for him. Yeah, no, it sounded like good for them. Um, I guess we should touch on uh, Worthing then. It's not a Worthing podcast, but obviously we are Worthing fans, three, four of us here, really. Mm-hmm. Um, a disappointing way to come on this podcast after losing 2 0 to our local rivals yesterday, Bognor Regis. Um, it does sound bitter. Johnny will probably listen and say it's just me being like still a loser. But I think Trevor and Pete, you can honestly say that. Bogner did not deserve that two-goal win. That was flattering for them. We just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. I'm not talking about it. <laughs> That's how annoyed he is. Mr. Trevor, there we go. What do you think? I know you you, you were texting me throughout when I was on the commentary. but Yeah, um, that was it, very much against a run of play. Um, I mean, you know, not being funny, when you look back through Worthing's Twitter of the whole game, there's probably enough chances there to win the next the next three comfortably. And it was just one of those days, and I've seen it, I've seen it a couple of times at Woodside, where it just hasn't happened. And then the following week, it's almost like normal services is resumed. But um, I've done my blog. I haven't put it up yet. Um, you know, and it's just, it is chance after chance after chance. And, uh, you know, Bogner set up to defend, play on the counter, which they didn't do in the first half. And I don't, that's something I don't agree with. You're there to win a game. Don't go to, you know, um, try and nullify your position, beat them by playing the game. Um, and that goal was the first goal was very much against the run of play. But I think that when you look at it from where I was, I was standing right behind the Worthing uh, dugout throughout, and you could see sort of the shell shockness on on the players' faces. Um, and then you know I don't think they were expecting that because obviously they were creating chances, and you think right one's gonna you know one's one's gonna end up in the onion bag in a minute. And then to concede another one five minutes after. You could see that knock the stuffing out of them, although there was still chance after chance after chance for Worthing after that, you know. Um, what I will give Bogner credit for is they stopped the wing play for Worthing. Jasper didn't get any space to run into, Jasper Pattenden. And although Dean Cox sent a few quite a few crosses into the box, he wasn't anywhere near as effective as as, right. as I've seen in pre-season and um, you know, in games so far. So fair play to Bogner for that bit. Um, I have to say their goalkeeper was excellent as well. Don't yes, think that, if it wasn't for yeah. their goalkeeper, yeah. he's a big unit. And if it hadn't been for him, I think we would have won that game. Yeah, quite agree. But, you know, 
it's only it's it's one game out of 40, 42, I think, in a season. Yeah, we've got you know, another, left or something. Yeah, there's another one next week, or it's FA Cup, but then you know you're back into league action the week after, so you ain't got time to sit and mope and, and yeah. dwell on it. You move on to the next one. It's just hard to take, is it? Because we've been looking forward to that for 18 months, 19 months, that derby. And, you know, the last two ones, we won 3-0 convincingly. And, you know, as quite a few people said in, like, um, Worthing chat groups, you do think that we could play like that again another weekend and win 4-5-0. It just didn't want to happen for us to, uh, yesterday. But we move on. The season's been an okay-ish start. We've had uh, uh, two losses, uh Two wins, is that right, Pete? Yeah, two losses, two wins. So we got six points out of a possible 12. It's not an awful start, a long way to go. Our first game of the season against Folkestone away was a very um, mediocre affair after a very good pre-season. But it seemed to pick up the following week with a good convincing 4-1 win. And then um, a good against league, league rivals, Cray, really, on uh, Saturday. Uh, Cray Wanderers um, and then the Bogner game I mean I, I really if Bogner play like that against some other teams in this league I really don't think they'll be doing much this season but then again if we don't I don't think we'll be doing much Trev I'll just chuck in here it's got nothing to do with what we've just been talking about but I'm just following um, Twitter as it goes through because there's a National League game and, and a couple of County League games tonight The um, in the Southern Combination Premier Division the kickoff between Stenning and Pagham has been replaced uh, sorry has, has been delayed Due to a lino not turning up this evening, a replacement's on its way. Apparently, there you go. <laughs> the beauty of county league football, isn't it? There we go. Criticise <laughs> the officials if they're not there. That's the good thing, isn't it? But I, I, I was just, I was disappointed that um, the referee that refereed yesterday's game wasn't doing his topless sunbathing like he did uh, uh, um, Selzy, uh, a pre-season Ooh. friendly. Chris, Chris, this guy, like, just get me wrong. Um, I mean, I'm not exactly one to slag off people on looks and size, but he's got a bit of a beer belly on him after the Celsius preseason friendly. He's lying on the pitch, like, in a sort of pose with a beer in his hand, his belly out, and it was just a sight to see. And then we see him there yesterday. Oh, Christ, let's hope he doesn't get it out now. But yeah, um, a, re- a referee from Bogner for the Bogner game. Yeah, there you go. Because that's fair. Um, before we move on to the Northern Premier, like, um, I mean, like, surprise for me so far. I mean, that's maybe not a surprise. Kingstonian, four out of four, top of the league, doing quite well, chaps. Yeah, it's a good start to the good start to the season for them. Um, Kingstonian, they're the only team with a hundred percent record in our in our league. So, yeah, You've played four games. You know, the Northern Premier League, they're already six games in, and that's going to be a problem, I think, with fatigue. You know, the pile and the, the games in left, right, and centre. Are you getting Are you getting many injuries, Chris? Because we we keep um, sort of getting a, f- a few injuries. Then they're, they're not all the same injuries, um, but we have had a few tight hamstrings and whatnot. Yeah, we've had the first hamstring yesterday. Nathan Law, his hamstring went at Scarborough. Um, looks like a, a two to three week job. So uh, I think if you can get away after, I mean, we've played six games already. But by the end of September, by the end of September, there'll be a quarter of the programme complete. Oh. So um, I think after after six games to have had one one hamstring, um, a slight groin, um, and a niggle, I think's quite quite fortunate, really, mm. um, considering. Um, so yeah, I think I think we would take on that. Because ask it, no matter what, whether it's Northern Premier League, it's Ishmian League, Southern League, it doesn't matter. Playing Saturday and Monday in August, to me, is asking for trouble. Yeah. We're quite fortunate in that the weather wasn't fantastic. Otherwise, I think we could probably would have seen more muscle-related injuries through pure fatigue. I do think that uh, the the Northern Premier might be looking, but because they've aligned the Trident so so far, I'm surprised that we haven't, because October, I think, looking at the fixture list, there's quite a lot of Tuesday night games, but, or is it September possibly, I think there's a lot of Tuesday night games, but in August, there hasn't been that many. I wonder if they're looking at possible sort of backup plans in case of any suspensions because of COVID. Well, I'm, I'm, I've got the fixture list in front of me, and the Northern Premier League are Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, until the 12th of October. So um, Tuesday, the 12th of October, South Shields and every team in the league will have played Saturday, Tuesday for two months. Wow. So by, so by notwithstanding any potential monsoons that might put the odd game off, um, 
South Shields and every other club for that matter will have played by the end of October 17 league games Jeez. by the end of October that is a lot isn't it um, and there's, there's only three league games in November um, three league games in March so what they've done is they've, they've, they've stocked at the beginning to try and get as many games in as possible so that if anything did happen they could maybe go to points per game Um so which, begs, but, yeah. which begs the question, why why haven't they done it in our league? Because our first midweek game is the 14th of September. Um, that's bizarre. I find that difficult to fathom, really. You really mm. want to be looking to get them in early while the weather's decent. Um, Saturday, Tuesday is OK. Better than Saturday, Monday, of course. Um, I, but I, I'm looking at the fixture list. and Like I say, November... I mean, granted, granted, if if you're lucky enough to get to the FA Cup first round, um, you know, November is when the first round is. So, the, the sense, there's the sense in it, um, but March, only three league games in March, I guess, so that potentially they may well fit a couple in if there'd been any kind of lockdowns in December, January. That's Don't what say I that mean. word. <laughs> we don't want to hear that ever again but <laughs> I guess they are playing Trevor you had your hand up yeah that's pretty much what the National League's done for the last few years they've crammed a third of the fixtures in by the end of October so you've literally played Saturday Tuesday all the way through but again they haven't put that in this year the North and South started on the 14th and didn't have a midweek game in between and didn't have a midweek game last week obviously everyone played yesterday and the entire National League um, so I'm not quite sure where they're thinking is with it this year and where the Northern Premier, the Southern League and the Ishmael of the Trident, while we've got two corners of it playing midweek games in, you know, consecutive weeks. And then we've got the other one, the other corner, not for, you know, other point rather of the triangle, not wanting to play midweek games. It's a bit, bit bizarre. It takes away the whole Trident thing in, in one go. Cause you know, you've got, you know, one off down the pub doing something else and the other two are off playing croquet or something. It's a bit, you know, a bit blooming yeah. bizarre, if you ask me. Yeah, because yeah, like you said, the National League, they've only played three games and some teams have only played two so far because of COVID and everything. Yeah, blooming COVID. Yeah, so it's just, like you say, just really, really bizarre. Sort plus of plus as well, with the South, South and the National League itself, you've got odd numbers. Yeah. So yeah. You know, everyone's having a week, a week off every week anyway. So, you know, a bit bit daft really but you know obviously Jack Pierce knows better than what I do but oh he barged past me yesterday on the way and he really annoyed me silly old bugger anyway <laughs> what Chris what's the um what's the uh, northern league like any surprises so far this season that you're you're quite shocked at apart from I mean obviously South Shield sort of starting off very well started off better than they did last season that wasn't unavoided but um any sort of shocks that you've had so far or ones you're um, surprised of um no surprise at the top um Buxton are level on points of Shields. They've spent major, major money, real tens of thousands of pounds. So uh, there's no surprise there. It's, it's more at the bottom, really, where there's more of a shot. I mean, Baseford have had a very, very difficult start. Um, Morpeth Town, our local rivals, um, I think they've got three points from a possible 18. Yeah, which, one win in six. Yeah, so... That's a real shock. Not to some, but to me, because they're a, a very workmanlike side who can kind of handle the, the physicality of the league. Although they've just had a 3G pitch late, so the first four games were away from home. Uh, because they, their pitch historically could never withstand a winter. So they've, they've gone to 3G. Um, so they played the first three or four games away from home and it hasn't done them any favours. So, um, yeah, so I think it's near, it's more the bottom of the league where there's more of a shock because the, the regulars, the, I think Warrington have struggled a little bit, but your, your South Shields, your Buxtons, your Scarboroughs have all started reasonably well. FC United of Manchester, uh, they've been hit and miss. They, 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 they took a point from us um, two weeks ago. They were magnificent in the second half against us. Absolutely magnificent. Um, deserved the point that they got, um, could have could have won the game. And then 
after putting in a performance like that, they're going to go and lose their next game. And they've, they, they, they've been very, very patchy. So that's, I suppose that's a surprise. But in general, it's near the bottom of the table where the, the real shocks have occurred so far. Mm. Long way to go, of course. But um, you'd expect one or two who are at the bottom to be way, way more, like further up the league. Positive, um, positive start for you in South Shields. Uh, okay. do, do you expect that to be the standard for the season? Have you got real good hope now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because um, still got one or two irons in the fire in the transfer market. I, clearly, well, it looks like they're going to wait until the transfer deadline is over tonight. And then um, there'll be, a, I suppose, a, a real um, raft of players available. But the good thing about Shields, Graham Fenton, the manager, um, will only look at players who will really buy into what they're trying to do. If you're not a team player, if you're not going to buy into the team ethic, they're not going to, they're not going to get you. So um, there's still one or two potentially to come in, but they're full-time professional now. The players are, are clearly fitter. Um Maybe that's why there hasn't been the injuries because the players are naturally fitter and are able to withstand the, the physicality of playing, you know, every every three to four days. Um, so they're in a good place. Um, you know, um, 16 points from a possible 18, um, considering, you know, played um, FC United, played Scarborough, away to Witten. Witten Albion, which is a bit of a bogey trip, got three points there. So, yeah, would have taken that. Fantastic. That's really good to hear. Um, talking about national, obviously, you must be looking at the league above you because um, that could be well the, te- the teams you're playing next yeah. season. Obviously, AFC filed at the top of the league uh, with four, uh, four, four wins out of four. That good start for them because they they were relegated, weren't they? A couple, a couple they of years were. Yeah, uh, they awesome. were. Yeah, um, filed were. They did a like a. Um, we were just on like a an upward spiral, an unstoppable upward curve, and then got to the national league, and then literally just stopped in their tracks. It was mm. really quite a, a shocking kind of stop. Well, they were in the playoff final against Salford, weren't they, a couple of years ago? Yeah, so, and it, it just it kind of just went went from all to nothing very very quickly. But it's good to see them back up there. Um, of course, that's the league we want to be in because. There's so many, there are so many northeast and northern clubs who, so although it would be, if if Shields got promoted, it would be to a, a more national level, the amount of travel would reduce because of the numbers of local derbies. Yeah. Um, kind of five, six local derbies dependent on promotions and relegations this year. But um, it would be a... It, 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 <laughs> Shields have gone full-time professional, so promotion has to happen. It's as simple as that. As you said, a long way to go. We've got uh, a few more Premier Nung League podcast episodes until you can uh, have that celebratory bottle of something. Um, but looking looking at National South, uh, Trevor, I know you, you keep an eye on this league quite a lot. Dartford at the top, uh, four wins out of four again. Um, any surprises there for you? Uh, yeah, Bill Ricky yeah. At, at the bottom, actually, I thought with yeah. the players that Kevin Watson had signed during the summer, actually, persuading the few players to drop down from the National League into the South as well. I'm surprised they've not started quite so well. I'm not sure if he's got a couple of injuries or so there. So I'm a bit bit surprised at them. And I think I think the big the big one, though, is Dorking Wanderers have had a very sluggish start so far. They're a little bit behind the pace, but... Surprisingly top, so, yeah. Yeah, top three, Dartford, Maidstone, Ebbsfleet, or Kent sides... You know, again, they've um, all persuaded players as well to drop from the National League into the South as well. Um, there's a lot of a lot of ambition, I think, you know, with a lot of clubs, not just in the National League, but, you know, right the way through, you know, through through the Northern, through the Southern, through the Ishmael, right down into the County League levels of clubs just wanting to get themselves up this year and, you know, have a real good crack at it. Um, funny enough, Steve King was at, Littlehampton and Sittingbourne last um, Wednesday, uh, watching the game there. Um, I don't know what he was, you know, if he, I, I, I heard he was down for the day with his kids. He had his kids with him. So he obviously decided to take in some football on the, mm-hmm. on the evening. I can't imagine he was, he was scouting anyone, but you can, uh, you can never tell these days. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised they're up there. Um, I mean, they're, t- they're top of the league. And at the weekend, Jake Robinson, who's a fantastic goal scorer at that level, was on the bench. 
Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he even got on either. So that you know goes to show how strong the uh, you know the depth is you know within some of these squads. Yeah, no, it does. It does indeed. Uh, uh, Trev, um, I mean Gareth and Pete and uh, Chris, should we uh, mention Barnett? They can mention us if we want. <laughs> not yeah, the greatest. Not the greatest of starts, has has it been? What are you we've feeling got, about them so far in the national? Well, we've we've got one more point than I thought we would have. I thought we'd have four <laughs> out of nine, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough division. I, yeah. I I personally think there's fourteen clubs in there, including including us, that think they can make the playoffs or win the title this year. And I'm not surprised to see Chesterfield and Dagenham um, as two of the top. I think there's a there's a third one. I think it's Boreham Wood as well. Um, yeah. Which they seem to have overcome their their uh, draw fatigue from from last year. So I'm not surprised with those. I didn't expect us to beat Dagenham yesterday. Um, you know they've strengthened again this summer. They've got a settled squad. We've turned a squad over for about the third year in a row. So unsurprisingly, we haven't gelled yet. We've got a heck of a lot of injuries as well. We've got central midfielders playing centre halves. Yeah. Um, we signed our 65th goalkeeper this afternoon <laughs> as well. Um, and um, although this guy is the one they've wanted all summer, so hopefully he's on loan from Norwich for the season. Um, so hopefully he's going to uh, he's going to be the one that um, stops the goals going in. But um, yeah, it's not it wasn't easy to start. So I wasn't expecting any points from it. Um, Grimsby up next away isn't going to be easy. Um, we've got Chesterfield in two weeks' time as well, but you've got to play everybody. And, um, you know, we've got Notts County out the way. We've got Dagenham out the way. Solihull are going to be up there. It ain't going to be an easy league this year. And as long as we're nowhere near that bottom three, you know, that'll be a far, far big improvement on what we had last year. So how long is it till you ask for Harry's head on a chopping block? Do you know what? I can see people asking for that across Twitter already. Um, really? They've been... People. I mean, mate, football fans are fickle. Like I've yeah, seen it all over. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of with social media. It's like talking like people want Charlton manager sacked. It's only three games, and it's not you know not the best of starts. We've got to give them time. I'd give them at least till Christmas. I think as well, you have got to look at the games you play. If we'd have played, no disrespect to these sides, we played Wildstone, Weymouth, and Woking, three part 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 time teams, and lost the lot. Then you'd you'd have a few alarm bells ringing. But like I say, we're we're three games in. One of those sides has won three out of three who we played yesterday. And most, you know, if you look at probably the top seven, possibly Woken aside and Boreham Wood with two or three of the players they've lost, everyone else has got a settled squad, pretty Mm -hmm. similar to last year, and they've added to it. We've Mm -hmm. ripped the squad apart the third year in a row, added some better quality than we had last year, but you've got to give it a chance. You can't, you know, you can't just expect them to turn up you know, in the first three games, you know, bang on with about six or seven injuries as well and pick up points. It ain't, it ain't going to happen. You've got to be a bit more realistic. Um, you know, if people think we're just going to turn up and make the playoffs this year, then, you know, really give your head a wobble and have think about what we went through last year, where we were the year before, what we've done again this summer. You know, you, you, you just can't put building blocks at the top and start there with no foundation. So... No. You know, be a bit realistic. I am. I'd, you know, I'd love to see us win every week. But, you know, we couldn't manage that last last year. So, I ain't going to happen mm-hmm. this year. The UK's premier non-league podcast. One person I'm disappointed isn't on the line tonight. Mr. Skirting Board himself is uh, Wrexham's newest fan. Uh, Ian's not here to defend his favourite new club in the National League. Um, Wrexham aren't exactly set in the league alike either, like everyone thought they were. One win and two draws. It's early days. But... You know, it, it's still, I just don't like the fact, you know, I know it's a bit of a joke, but having them two on the front of their programme yesterday, did you see? It was uh, Wrexham's programme. It was Rob McKelney and uh, what's his name? And uh, the other guy, I forgot. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds right on the front page. And it's like, uh, I don't know. Gareth, obviously, when this all was first announced, you weren't on the podcast. What What do you think about the whole Wrexham thing? Um, I, I can't get on board with it. I, I'm struggling to see how a team can, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, someone can pump so much money into it, potentially not get promoted this season, and then and then then my worry is where is he going to sit? Is he going to go? Well, let's go again next season, or is he going to go? Nah, see ya, I'm off. Um, uh, I actually started a new job last week, and the guy that came down to 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 train me for the first week is actually from Wrexham. Yeah, and I was chatting to him about it, and his his opinion is he didn't know half the stuff that I told him about. You know, the hundred pounds to get into the club, like. 
he was shocked at that because yeah. the type the type of piece... Chris's expression says I don't think he knew that either, did you? Yeah, hundred pounds getting to the bar now. Yeah, oh. he, he said like, and I said to him like, and I don't mean it's any disrespect. North Wales isn't exactly known for being flush with cash, for we say, not at all. So your average Joe Bloggs who's going to play, going to pay two hundred pound for a season ticket, for example. And then he's going to have to pay an extra hundred pounds to go into the bar. It's just it's not like going to happen. And it's not like a debenture thing where you yeah. pay for the privilege for yeah. the year. Probably. Yeah. So if you didn't have it, mate, you wouldn't be able to uh, go into the bar, which just seems crazy. Because <laughs> what we were saying is, you think of all these oldies, all these old chaps that have been there for years and years and years. You know, you see them at South Shield, you see them at Worthing, you see them at football league games. Imagine they go into that bar in the ground, they see their friends, but now they can't because they can't afford the hundred quid. I mean, it, it caused quite a big debate, I think, on the last episode of the BNLP. And, you know, um, Ian was, he, he understood it. And we were sort of saying we could, we could, I can see where you're coming from if you're at a higher level. But for example, when Charlton win the championship, they put a bar tar and no one used it. And then they reduced, they got rid of it because yeah. people, people don't, I don't think you should. But saying that, then what's happening at Worthing is we've come back and they put about at least a quid on every pint. So it's kind of like... It's like I would get a pint of Bud Light for three fifty. I think it was for and now it's four fifty. And I think mm, I think that's expensive. But if they'd done that, people still would have been able to go in. Yes. Also, for me, I think if you put a pound on pint on a pint, people are probably still going to pay it. I know yeah. I'm to football. I'll always have at least one pint. It doesn't matter. I don't care how much it costs. I, mm. I put it into to what I pay. I think four pound fifty for a pint is pretty average now in in some pubs. Like, yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think it's a massive issue putting a pound on a pint. On a pint. I think the other thing for me is um, he's brought his aviation gym brand over as well, which is selling out the club shop with aviation gym Wrexham on it. Oh, really? And they've branded it all with Wrexham. And it's actually, I've, I've done a bit of looking about it when my colleague said about it, and it's actually for sale in all Morrisons in North Wales as well. Oh, really? But for me, it just seems like a bit of a commercial decision for him to come over and try and get his own brand a bit bigger over here and try and grow his own brand, but use Wrexham as the as the as the the leverage he needs to get that. Oh yeah, I've just seen it. It's got like a it's like a sort of sort of a greeny blue colour with the logo on, hasn't it? And but they uh, do a but they do a home and away version. There's a red oh, one and a green one. And I bet they're more I bet they're more expensive than the normal one. Thirty two quid a bottle, I think. Uh, it's a nice gin to be fair I do like it but is that maybe one of the reasons why he thought about investing in Wrexham I mean we all said it's a weird sort of club to come to but is that a reason why is he doing it to get his brands out because obviously aviation's on the sleeve um, they've got a big American company and TikTok on the front which you know to be fair to Ian it's a great deal for, for the club and you know it gives them exposure via the means of TikTok which is one probably the largest social media platform at the moment out there um, especially during the pandemic yeah, I think I think for me TikTok. I think it's also Chinese. I think TikTok, isn't it? Is it Chinese as well? Yeah. So you're you're tapping into America, UK, and China, which you're going to guess going to put mm. out there is probably about at least half of the world's population would have an idea of who Wrexham are. Mm. They're on within that platform mm. in those countries. I just yeah, I I can't get on board with it. Look, mm. if 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 he if it comes true and Wrexham do go up and they stay true to the fans of Wrexham, then hell. Look, who am I to who am I to stop you? Everyone has investment at some point. Everyone needs investment, but I don't. I don't think it's genuine. In all honesty, no. I just let it's going to be one to watch throughout the season because I think everyone it's going to be everyone's sort of FA Cup final as well because of who owns it, how the money's been invested into the club, and I think um, probably a lot of people, <laughs> the way football fans are, want to see them fail. So it would be um, it'll be quite an interesting season. Um, for that one um, but there I think that's our little round up on the football leagues right now I don't know if um, really anything else to say gents is there really I think one thing I would want to go on about what, what we just said there about um, everybody wants will want to go to Wrexham and class it as their cup final like a giant killing her it's exactly what it's like at South Shields you know that, that's what happened last season and the season before and now that South Shields are professional in every way the full time um it's a scalp it's it's a scalp so Wrexham 
I can only see it ending one way. And I don't think it's good. Um, uh, on the whole, if you look at American investment in football or soccer, as they call it, <laughs> um, um, apart from maybe Liverpool, um, I can't think of anywhere else where American... I look at Sunderland, uh, my, my club, you know, um, didn't go well. Aston Villa didn't go well. Um, Arsenal, it's not going well. <laughs> uh, so uh, it becomes almost like I want to create franchises in things that can never be franchised. Yeah. I think that's the model in America that I know some people don't understand from going there for work. Mm. A lot of people can't believe there's relegation and promotion because they don't see that. And I think that's so sad because that's a massive part of the game. You know, mm. I know it's all about money over there, but I mean, what, there's nothing to play for. There's only going to be a handful of teams each year that are going to be charging for the top. You know, having relegation, that's what will make an American football soccer league, real true soccer league. They should have MLS two and three. I think it'd be so much better. But if you look at it, say the NFL and, yeah. and, and things like that, the ticket prices are so astronomically high. True. That most people will get to one game a season. Yeah. Or two at the most. So when they go, they make it almost like a holiday. So they will have their barbecues in the car parks and, 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 and everything. They'll spend a fortune on merchandise because it's a one-off. It's a once-a-year holiday, twice it maybe. That depends, who, that depends who you support, Chris. Someone like the Cowboys who do charge higher prices. Yeah, you go somewhere else though, maybe somewhere like a Cincinnati and that. No, you'll get a season ticket at a much cheaper price. Yeah. Cowboys are always going to be extortionate though. The biggest billionaire franchise in the world. Absolutely. And I, I look at things, you know, like New York, if you look at Tampa, it's not cheaper. Tampa. No, right. especially since we won the Super Bowl, because I was hopefully going on holiday there and the tickets to see you versus the Bears was well over $200. Yeah. So my, my worry is to wreck them that it, it, it'll just not work. You, you, you can't, you can't, if you look at, if you look at um, the race course ground, mm-hmm. it, the stadium, it's not a stadium where you want to be paying a hundred quid for the privilege of paying another four fifty-five pounds for a pint. Um, it's not, it's not. So, I think they also didn't they start, they had to stop the sale of season ticket season tickets as well didn't they because they're oversubscribed yeah wow from my understanding my colleague is like they they've also got one whole stand shut as well how big will Johnny come lately won't it like they're, they're, I bet some of them have never been before they think they're going to see some holiday how long is it going to be though till they change the logo next season to some sort of Americanized. Maybe. Well, it's the race course, Graham, whatever horse or something, Wrexham. You can see it now, some fast <laughs> sort of cartoonized horse. But no, it's definitely going to be one to watch, I think. Um, I, 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 for one, I, I, I wish he was here to be on the line, but and not to do him disservice. But Ian seems to be the only one that has positivities about it. But I think each one of us here, all in sort of agreement and can say that I think it's... I hope it doesn't, but if they if they don't if they don't get what they want, this could go south. They give it one, two, three seasons. They're not in that um in the sort of if EFL and two, three seasons, I think we're gonna see some problems there. And that'll be really sad to see. It will because you'll have players who know they're gonna get a payday there, aren't they? Mm. You know you know you're gonna command a fee, you're gonna get paid regardless when you sign your contract. And even if you don't give it hundred percent, even if you play at eighty percent, you're gonna get paid. Well, you look at those ones that have gone from League One all the way down to National because of money. Mm. Yeah. They just signed someone from Leeds as well this afternoon, I think, as well. Oh, really? One to 23. Yeah. There's, a, there's a bigger problem than that, though. Salary cap comes in next year in the National League. That'd be screwed if, if they don't. But also, if they get promoted to the EFL as well, they're going to have a massive... Oh, I know it's been... The salary cap's been gone. Yeah, salary cap's been lifted, yeah. That's yeah. why they're desperate to get out this year and that's why that'd they're be... spending all the money they have. So if they don't... Get that'd up, be quite funny to see, though, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that could be the end of the. What, what is the salary cap going to be? Is it being agreed yet? Or Having not? a clue, but I mean, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be stringent because the clubs voted on it themselves. The national league board didn't want it, but the clubs decided they that's what they wanted to try and bring a bit of parity. Um, but you, but you really want, if you look at it, you want the likes of Notts County and Wrexham to go up this year out of the division, so it then helps everyone else out next year. 
Because yeah. you've got clubs, you know, but you, you've then got Chesterfield are still going to have a reasonable sized cap as well compared to everyone else. But, you know, only two are going up. Two are going up. There we go. Um, talking about, you know, National League and we, we've mentioned it on our little WhatsApp group, but I think we can, um, attendances in non-league have been astronomical the last Fantastic. couple of weekends. Fantastic. I mean, South Shield's leading the way up north. I mean, we got two two thousand one hundred and one at Worthing versus Bognor yesterday, breaking all records. And Pete lost out to owe the manager a beer again, but he wasn't in the right mood for one yesterday, was he, Pete? <laughs> he was. He wasn't. No, he kind of Pete went and coaxed him out of his office, and he kind of said goodbye, and then uh, sort of went home after that. But um, it's it's astronomical, Chris. What was the biggest you've had so far? Uh, two thousand three hundred, I think, against FC United on a Tuesday night. That's mental with that. Um, and that night, that night, um, in South Tyneside, which is our borough, um, there were other games going on. And if you add the other games, there, there were more more than 3,000 people at non-league football that night in South Tyneside, which is incredible. Um, and then on Saturday, when we played Grantham, who we were managed by Carlton Palmer, no less. Um, Pete's favourite. <laughs> <laughs> um, 1700 so when you consider Sunderland were at home Newcastle were at home Middlesbrough were at home um, 1700 on a, on a bank on a summer bank holiday as well and people are aware yeah pretty good you know it, it, it's lovely to see across the board some of the numbers I've seen uh, in, in non-league throughout the country have been really refreshing and really encouraging and I, long may that continue for me yeah, I mean, I'm just looking through football web pages right now. And um, over this past weekend, Chesterfield, 5,356 versus Wildstone. Uh, Grimsby, 5,034. Notts County, 6,931. Southend, 5,678. Woking, 3,078. Uh, Yeovil, 2,024. Monday, we had uh, a little bit less, but Wrexham, the favourite. Uh, 5,454. I mean, that, that's pretty amazing. Uh, Torquay, 2,500. Aldershot 2000. So, you know, are people getting the bug, do you think? Do you think people are getting fed up or do you think it's just a coincidence because there hasn't been much football people trying to fit as much in as possible? I think a bit of both. I think everyone's, after after the last two years when we haven't completed two seasons, everyone's desperate to get back. But it's not just about the football on the pitch. It's about meeting up with your mates yeah, and other people. Key. Yeah, and other people that you know through, through football that you've not seen in months. I mean, you know, at the game yesterday, the amount of people I saw that are Bognor-based that I've not seen in months because there's been no games to go to and that was just, it, you know, it, it was mad. It was mad. It was like literally every every 10 or 20 people that walked past, I knew someone in that group. It was, you know, mental in a way, but um, but it, it, it's everywhere. It's not just South Shields. It's not just... No. Um, well, well, Lewis had over a thousand fans to their Horsham match, a board draw. Um, in our our our, our league, you had uh, Folkestone had eight hundred and thirty nine, which is a lot for down that part of the country. Um, Worthing have that like, both home games. Well, obviously this one was just over two thousand. Last week's was one thousand one hundred forty. Um, it's it's amazing to see like just some of these amount of people for these levels because this is going to do so well for the money and the finances of the clubs. Well, when you go well, down I'm... a bit, sorry. sorry I just want to say, sorry, um, in the old days when it was the JM Vauxhall Conference in the, in the late 80s, early 90s, um, if you got a crowd of over a thousand, you were doing well. You know, mm. most, most games, yeah. you're looking between four and 800 yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in the conference. So t- to see these numbers is so, so refreshing. Yeah. And, so encouraging. and, and, and I, I do think it's a bit of everything. I think Trevor's right. I think it's a bit of everything, a bit of people getting a bit a little bit tired of the Premier League and the EFL. And I think people are just wanting to see other people again, um, just want to be somewhere with people again. So mm-hmm. it, it, it is great. It's great to see everybody again. Great to see you guys as well. Oh, and you, mate. And you, mate. We'll have to cut, as we say, hopefully now we can actually organise some trip up to see yeah. South Shields and do the favour down here at Worthing one weekend or something like that. Well, I'm coming down to Southampton on Saturday. I'm I'm running a marathon on. Oh, Sunday. I remember that. Yeah, I remember you said yeah. that. So uh, he's going to be knackered for he got. He won't be seeing any football this coming week, and he's going to be carting him off up on the train. Um, but you know, even just looking at that, yeah, obviously, obviously, ones like FC United and Manchester get quite a lot of fans for obvious yeah. reasons because they were originally set up from people being 
annoyed at the Glazers, weren't they? Glazer, um, I actually thought they would get more fans after what happened with the ill-fated Super oh, League. Yeah, Super um, League. Oh, I forgot about that. How funny is that? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, clubs like Scarborough, you know, yesterday, yes, it was South Shields, but Scarborough are getting regularly getting over a thousand. Um, it's just York City getting good numbers everywhere, everywhere. If you, even if you look at the, in the obviously the, the Northern League, which is the, the feeder league for the Northern Premier League around our way, crowds are up there. Club New clubs who have gone into Division Two of the Northern League who were in like we are side leagues and things like that, getting over 200, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fantastic. Do you find when um, Sunderland fans start getting annoyed at the owner, which is inevitable throughout the season, because they seem to, the last few seasons we've been in the same leagues, they always end up doing well at the moment, the top of the League One. Yeah. But do you find when they start getting annoyed, maybe past Christmas, they come and start filtering into South Shields? A few, a few. Yeah. Um, but the way things are, you, you're going to find games where Newcastle will be, so normally, normally Sunderland and Newcastle don't play at home on the same day because it's the same yeah. police force that are needed to cover the game. Mm-hmm. So um, it was unusual for them both to be at home, but, but normally you've got one of them. So you might get a game where Sunderland are away. So you'll get a few come along to watch. Then your next week you might have Newcastle at uh, Newcastle away. So you might get a few there. But generally there's a core, there's a core base now of a good, 15, 16, 1700, where that's what Shields are going to get. And the key is to just keep building on that. And the more the youngsters, and I think this this can go to Worthing, all you, all the, the clubs, um, if you've got youngsters who are part of club academies and they are, they're getting their buzz of, of football on a Saturday afternoon at these non-league grounds. Yeah. And that, that is how they're being brought up. They're being brought up in these stadiums, these, these non-league grounds. And hopefully that will mean that that is who they follow as they become teenagers, young adults. Um, it's a learning curve and it's about educating children. And I think the, the whole offer of non-league football, the offer of a day of entertainment, not just 90 minutes at three o'clock, but the whole day is, is a really good offer at the moment. Yeah. Pound for pound. And uh, that has to continue. Trevor, you had your hand up there. I was just going to say, going back to the crowd thing, is you know it filters filters all the way all the way down. You know, Little Hampton stepped five last week in the FA Cup, two hundred and twenty on a midweek on a, yeah. on a on a Wednesday yesterday. Uh, Little Hampton United had ninety one at step seven, their their best ever attendance. And where I was at Worthing Town, which is the same same division, same same level as well. Didn't charge anyone to get in to watch theirs, but there must have been at least 60 or 70 people. I don't know, just maybe a few extra because it was bank holiday. I don't quite know, so I'm not sure how well attended, you know, they are. But it just seems to be absolutely everywhere, which is fantastic. You just hope that when the weather gets a bit colder, they're still averaging out at a decent level. I don't expect them to still be fantastic because people will go, or, you know, it's a bit bit chilly to be standing out watching that. Yeah. Um, but you just hope they still stay at a good good rate all the way through. I know. Um, I know. Yesterday, Pete and I were just from Pete's commentary booth at Woodside. It was just looking down and seeing all the fans, which is something unreal. Like we haven't seen like numbers like that for a long time, and you know, being able to have sort of almost like a bird's eye view, seeing it from the stand and seeing all the singing going on and the atmosphere. It was just great to see. I mean, if Worthing can take about around the thousand mark every week, you know, I reckon we're or naturally when we play Horsham, they'll probably reckon we'll be at about fifteen hundred for the Horsham game. When we go away to Bognor, we'll probably they'll probably be around those figures again because we take more than them. Lewis as well at home will probably take that. But, you know, if we can sort of average around a thousand for the season, I think uh, the club and me as a fan would be very happy. Absolutely. Peter, Pete's very quiet tonight. He is, he is. And he's drinking as well. I'm here. <clears throat> Just listening. <laughs> I, uh... He's he's mellow after after yesterday. He can't he can't seem to get his words out now. <laughs> that melancholy. Well, it's Pete, Pete's had some good news because he's now the official match day interviewer of the manager. So you, if you watch our Worthing's YouTube channel, you'll hear his dulcet tones on the on the ones and twos after the game. Fantastic. Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to yesterday's interview. I can tell you, <laughs> it wasn't too bad. I think you were more you were more unhappy about doing the one and when we lost to Folkestone. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great, but yeah, obviously Adam really takes the defeats to heart. So 
Yeah, I think all the clubs do. I mean, we saw in the bar some members of staff, which we won't name, were pretty miserable after the game. Wouldn't give you two minutes, would they? Like, but they're sitting there, look with a face like a slap backside, and uh, you know, it's, it's still it hurts us all. It does hurt us all. Just good, just good. It's yeah. good. I'd rather that than being buzzing and jumping around. Mm. But, you know, you could see just yesterday, and I'm sure it's the same at South Shields, they, they walked through the bar and none of them hung around apart from one or two because they had family members there. And it's horrible to see when they have a defeat. But we move on. We move on. And we've got some good, yeah. exciting games ahead. And we can get revenge on Boxing Day, can't we, Pete? I'm sure we will. <laughs> yeah, if they play like that, they will. But Chaps, is there, is there much else to sort of discuss? We've gone through sort of the figures. Any, any sort of stories you've read out in the non-league paper? Well, I've been looking at uh, Robbie Savage broke up a fight at Macclesfield sold out game versus Congleton. <laughs> what was the fights about? I read about these fights. What, what were they? Was it just fans I don't, being I don't know what it's about. Well, basically, I've I've seen I've seen the video, and to, to be honest, there's people just punching each other, <laughs> and all, all the stewards are just at the front, just standing there watching them, and you're like, what? Well, you're to, yeah, your you whole doing? job your whole job is to get in there and, and you know stop it you had one job you had one job one, one job so it might be a sort of case of um it's like i see i know we see it at worthing like they're all volunteers and they only do it for volunteer and they don't really want to get involved do they it could be the same sort of thing at that level i'm not actually sure they're allowed to get involved at times what, if they're, what if they're volunteers or I'm not sure. Something. Uh, I'm just thinking of other little incidents at at at, at, low, at, at grounds around our way. Um, it's very rare do you see stewards step in. Very rare. So might be something in the rules. I don't know. They're quite happy to get involved if you stand up and not sit down, though, don't they? Jobs <laughs> <laughs> worse. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I'm not sure. I, I might be wrong, but I've just got this feeling there's some kind of rule somewhere where stewards really shouldn't be getting involved in yeah. fights. No, maybe, um, I mean, to be fair, if I was a volunteer and I had a big beefy lad trying to like scrap to me, I would probably be running away like with my tail between my legs as well, to be fair. <laughs> I'm not yeah. getting I'm not getting a black eye for 30 quid. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but uh, Pete, anything else you've noticed? Any sort of your shout outs that you've picked up today? Uh, also, I also saw, because I'm the bearer of good news, as you know, all the time. Um, a Darlington fan went on a pitch of their game against uh, Curzon Ashton after they scored and kicked their keeper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's going on? How, ra- mad. how, how random. How uh, very random. Very, very strange, very strange. So what have we all got planned for the next couple of weeks? Gareth, or are you going to get to any games in the next few weeks? Um, probably at the weekend, I'll try and get something. I'm not 100% sure whether I'll get to anything midweek this week, but I'll try and get something at the weekend. You, you get to go up north with your new job, don't you, quite a bit? Um, I've, I, so I, I basically, I, I travel around the whole of London and the southeast. So, sort of. Oh, so was that trip up north nothing to do with the job then, was it? So I had a meeting in I had a meeting in Leeds, and I was up in uh, up in York at the weekend for a wedding. But yeah, it's going to be mostly sort of London and southeast. So I'm going to try and time them on a Tuesday night, overnight somewhere like Dover, Canterbury, Dartford. Mm. Uh, try and and then I've got a few in North London as well. So I try and camp, try and get some over, overnights on a Tuesday over in those sort of like. Yeah, no, you might you might give me able to get some Worthing away games at Potter's Bar or like up in Essex at those sorts. Yeah, of yeah, that'll be quite good. Um, yeah. yeah, I know, I know obviously know Pete will be where you're going, Pete, won't you? <laughs> where am I going? Well, somewhere, some Worthing game, home and oh, away. Yeah, 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 home and away, as I always do. Um, there was there was another shout I was going to do. Oh, okay. Could you cut me off again? Well, maybe if you spoke a bit quicker and didn't sit there having a fag and having a beer, we might not uh, might not have to. Um, Stoke Gabriel, worst team in England, uh, South West Peninsula Premier East Division. They actually finally picked up a winner for their 33rd attempt. Wow. So c- congratulations. Because last year when the pandemic hit, they had zero points from 18 games and conceded 207 goals. Jesus. And scored seven. So, you know, that was a banker, wouldn't you? That team that they beat must have been fuming after. <laughs> it's Tor- Torbay Police, apparently. Oh, really? That's interesting. 
Oh, no, they, they, they've actually joined alliances, Torbay Police, sorry, and uh, Stoke Gabriel. But, yeah, they've got the first win anyway, so a huge congratulations to them. Yeah, no, well done. Well done, guys. Trevor, are you, are you what, what games have you got your eyes on in the South? Uh, Littlehampton and East Preston on Wednesday night, as we're recording yeah. on Tuesday. Um, and hopefully Sunday, Littlehampton's FA Cup tie against Whitehawk. Very good. Yeah, we got you've got the FA Cup this weekend. Chris, have you got the FA Cup coming up? Yes, away to Shildon, who are near neighbours, really. It's a half an hour drive away. Um, so they play in Northern Premier League Division North, so one league below. Okay. So Shildon, it'll be a cracking, a cracking afternoon. I can't make it, of course, because I'm travelling down to your yeah of the woods but uh, that'll be a cracking a cracker and then next Tuesday back in league action home to Ashton United um, and I'm on the PA system our normal PA guy is on holiday so I'm I'm on the mic very good looking Pete, forward to that Pete have you got any top tips as you're a tannoy man at Worthing sometimes <laughs> make sure you sound more make sure you sound more excited than Pete when you're on the mic he sounds like that. Are we laughing? So he sounds like that. Remember the guy at Liverpool? He's like, you know, they've just won the Premier League. Like, and Robbie Keane just not Robbie Keane. Robbie Fowler's just scored the winner. It's like, like, yeah, goal for Liverpool. Robbie Fowler. It's a bit like Pete. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not that miserable when I do it. And I, I, I only do the tannoy for the women's games anyway. I don't do it for the men's. Yeah. The last game I did it was against FC United. The last game before all oh, that dreadful L word. And um, <laughs> don't repeat uh, habits, mate. Please. Two seasons ago, and um, I got a bit overexcited. Um, <laughs> so I'll have to keep myself in check next week. Are you still doing the commentary on match days at the moment, or has that sort of been suspended now that people are back? And there's no streaming, so yeah. and we, we we're probably going to do some away away game commentaries for yeah. radio, but um, at the minute because of cricket, of course, it's difficult. Plus, um, because of the the way it is, people can go to these games, and most clubs. Yeah. Most clubs actually provide um, commentary service, so I don't think there's been a game yet where there hasn't been at least something for fans to listen to. So we'll just pick and choose as we think. Um, so, so yes, I will be. We will be doing some commentaries, but there's no live streaming in the offing because there's no because there's no no restrictions. Yeah. No, exactly. No, we've been. Uh, we Pete Pete does it sort of every week still, and he's got his own little commentary booth now built for him at Woodside, which is nice. Going to get a sign all made up for him. He feels Pete very special. Did. Pete's pulpit. It's made a world of difference yesterday, didn't it? James? It did. Yeah, it was before we. Did you have your slippers on, Pete? Oh, too cold for that. <laughs> it was. Um, it was before we had to balance it on this uh, really annoying folding chair, and you could never see the comments on the the app and everything like that from fans. So it's quite good. It looks very professional. Um, makes Bogner make 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 Bogner very jealous. I think, didn't it, Pete? <laughs> I, I think they've actually got their own position. To be honest, there. Yeah, but he only does it from his phone. So, you know, he's not got the setup that you have. He hasn't got the music and the jingles, has he? That's very true. So there we go. Um, but chaps, I think that's about time to wrap up for this uh, this edition of the Premier Non-League podcast. Um, it's been a pleasure having you back on the line. Um, maybe we'll get a full house next time, mm. a couple of weeks' time. But we'll wait and see if Ian's finished fitting his skirting boards then. Um, if anyone has got anything else to add, Gareth, no, okay. Pete? Yeah, yeah. Um you you could you could mention that we need people's votes, couldn't you? I know it's a different podcast, but all very the help true. we can get. Very true. So um Pete and I, um, it's not non well, it's non-league related, but um Pete and I have been nominated um for the football content awards. Uh, to be the best non-league podcast, which is quite an achievement because uh, it's not just votes. Judges have listened to it. So we've done something right and we're in the final category for non-league. So if anyone could place a vote, uh, that'd be very nice. Uh, it's footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting. Select the non-league category and then the podcast category and click on Rebel Yell, which is the official Worthing podcast well it's unofficial women podcast it's done by the fan association but anything to get us out we can't afford a ticket so if anyone's listening to this and wants to sponsor it we can <laughs> the tickets are ridiculous 60 quid just to stand plus booking fees it's like no i'm all right thanks yeah you would have thought that we would have maybe been invited but you know it's we we put our name forward in the hat and um you know it's a sort of first full season we're doing it this year and we thought you know if we get anything even the recognition even being shouted out on their socials it's just a nice little thing so if anyone can vote you never know might get two nominations next year for both podcasts yeah well we need the listeners on this so uh 
So we got that. And next year, Trevor will get his nomination for non-league content writer or something as well. But um, yeah, please do go footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting. Find the non-league category and then select Rebel Yell. That would just be amazing. And you never know, me and Pete might have a trophy or something to show off in a couple of weeks' time. But um, if not, we're up to get some stiff competition. But we hope to get the Premier Non-League podcast into that category next year as well. And then Pete would have a head and heart thing, wouldn't we, really? <laughs> yeah. The only the only other thing we need as well, we still need someone to cover the, uh, this Southern League Premier Central for us. 100%. We need Depending. a correspondent still. Well, just because, because I because, don't know. Because Pete went up and couldn't find anyone. Yeah, because the only team I know about is my second non-league team, which is Alf Church. Um, but, you know, I don't know enough about the other teams in that league. Guys, find someone on your travels. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to try. <laughs> I thought if we keep shouting it out, it's some, we might get an email one day saying we'll do put, it. Put it on our socials as well. And we'll see what they say, yeah. see if we can get anyone involved. But yeah, it would be good to have someone to do cover the central leagues. Uh, and then maybe we might eventually branch out into Scotland and Wales or something like that. You never know. It could be Britain's premier non-league podcast to see what their, their non-leagues are like. But um, But once again, chaps, thank you very much. Really nice to see all your faces again. Enjoy the next couple of weeks. Stay safe and uh, be seeing you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.